Welcome to the Corporate Survivor Podcast, where we talk about how to grow your career confidence, build your skills and value, increase your salary, and the many lessons we learn in the corporate world. For more career support, click on over to www.mayping.com. This is Mayping, your corporate leader turned career coach. I hope you enjoy, like, and subscribe. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to Another day, another live stream, and welcome back to my 30-day career live stream series where we will be talking about very interesting career advice that I see on multiple social media and really for me to help dispel the myths from the truth on what's considered good advice versus bad advice. So today, I wanted to talk about fake gurus versus real experts. This was a very interesting topic that was raised in one of the earlier live streams, probably a couple of days ago by one of the um, listeners. And I thought that it's such a great question. And the reason is because you are likely consuming, watching, or listening to this live stream on a social media platform. For example, you could be watching on LinkedIn, you may be watching it on YouTube, Facebook, Um, You could also be listening to it, right, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and wherever wherever podcasts are found, or even TikTok, for example. So one of the questions, and rather, I think the confusion when you are looking for career advice, when you're looking for career perspectives and career insights on these social media platforms, it kind of naturally begs the question of what is actually education, versus what's entertainment. Now, if you are, like I said, consuming this live stream on social media, the distinction between real education versus entertainment sometimes can get blurred and it's sometimes very easy to think about the most entertaining um, coach or mentor or guru that you see online, that must be the best one. But the question I actually have for you is, what kind of skill or rather what kind of success are you looking to emulate from that person that you are learning from or rather that person that you are watching or that person that you are listening, regardless of you know whether that person labels themselves as, um, as an expert, as a coach, as a mentor, or as a guru. So let's talk about substance a little bit. So the skill of creating entertaining content versus the skill of actually being able to help you from past experiences, past insights, and actually having been there, done that themselves, it's actually a very different thing. So if you are looking for help from these people that you are following, then how can you truly be sure if the person can help you? Now, I want to share with you my PEP formula for um, choosing the right coach to work for you. And this is actually something I have talked about in one of my earlier podcast episodes, but just going to give you guys a very quick snippet here. And we're probably going to add on a couple of things also. So my recommendation is basically three things that you can look out for to identify if the person is a fake guru or a real expert and also may help you to process a little bit better on whether this person actually has the ability to help you. So first one is P and P stands for process. Now it's very easy to talk about, hey, you know, we can, we can, you know, I don't know, reach the the, the peak of Mount Everest. I can help you to do A, B, C, D, E, yada, yada, yada. 
But the more important question actually is, what is the process? Because you can look at the peak of, you know, you can you know, aim and look at the peak of Mount Everest like a million times. But if you don't actually have a strategy, you don't have a plan, you don't have a process of like what exactly are the actual tactical steps to get there, then it's just going to remain an illusion. It's just going to remain something that you are, you are, you know, just looking at it nonstop, right? So the first question you really should ask is, what is the process? And what I personally found is um, a lot of um, fake gurus, there's a lot of talk on the dream. Oh, can do this, can do that. It's like, yeah, sure, but how? And what are the actual steps? And even if like the steps are not, you know, to the minute detail, but there should be some sort of framework and roadmap as to what needs to happen first and what needs to happen next. So, and how this process, you know, roadmap or, frame, or roadmap or framework can actually appear is if that person, whether it's a coach, guru, uh, mentor, guru, expert, must have done it themselves, right? Have achieved that level of success or at least walk that path far enough to see everything, not just, you know, seeing two steps ahead or one step ahead, which is not great because, um, you know, that person can truly believe that that is the right strategy. But if they take two more steps and they probably fumble, and guess what? Who's going to tell you that that person fumbled? So this is probably the problem that I also see with a lot of um, um, young coaches or coaches who have maybe worked for one or two years and then trying to give a lot of career advice and, you know, it's coming from a very good place, but I just really wonder as to how detrimental that can be, giving advice and like trying to help people when they themselves have not kind of like walked, um, walked as far as possible on the career ladder. So back to the first P, like I said, it's all about process, what needs to happen first, and then what needs to happen next. Like for me, when usually clients come to me, they work with me, they want to work with me on two things, right? The first thing is they want to work with me on understanding and navigating the corporate world because, you know, th that is a, a jungle in itself. So the first one is people come to me because they say that um, they want to learn from me how to navigate the corporate world. And if you all don't know, um, I used to be a senior director and hiring manager at Standard Chartered um, in my 20s. So I've kind of walked the entire ladder also. So first one is people come to me for that. The second one is people who come to me are wanting to... Um, work on job search, right? Job search. Now, if you ask any of my students, any of my clients, they will all tell you that maybe always tells them that there is a process and there is a step to do something. For example, for those who come to me who want to work on their um, understanding the corporate world, I have a program for that and it's in three phases. And I also tell all my clients that if you truly want to be successful with the course and no, or the course plus will give me one-on-one, -on -one, that power combination, you need to follow the steps and you need to follow the roadmap, the framework and the steps that has been outlined for you. That's how you get results because everything is designed to basically build on one another. It's starting from the first phase and then, you know, learning how to get clear on the corporate world, then you learn the mindset, the culture, the people and personality, really checking off and laying down the core foundation. And then you are then ready to actually get confident. You're ready to first know what not to do in terms of assessing what you're not good at. And then you're going to focus on actually improving, developing and actually growing those skills that you need 
to survive in the corporate world, to add real value beyond the rah-rah, to then be able to move into phase three, which is then getting visible with personal branding. So personal branding, getting opportunities, getting visible, it's either at your job or you can also do it online, on LinkedIn to create more opportunities. Now, that is the three-step framework. And I will say that like, it's not like a magic situation. And I think that if you truly want to be successful, you need to follow the steps because the process is there for a reason. Like, for example, if somebody asks me, oh, Mei Ping, like, what actually made you successful in the corporate world? I'm like, yeah, that's that's the three steps. Like, you know, I don't really have like a fancy answer for you, but that is truly the three steps. And if you follow it, you'll definitely learn how to become confident. You also learn how to become visible and all those eventually translate to more opportunities and of course, you know, getting paid more. So there should be a process. And similarly, even for job search, there are some clients who come to me that they want to skip the process, but I always tell them that like, let's just make sure that you are checking off whatever needs to be done first. Like for example, if the first step is identify your career interests and direction, let's get clear on what you actually want. Then we do the resume review. Then we do the LinkedIn review. Then we do the LinkedIn networking. And then we practice interview. Now, that may swap very slightly depending on kind of how far you have progressed along your job search. But having said that, it's still very important to get the foundation checked off. And the clients who worked with me who have the best results are the people who actually follow the steps. Now, if you're going to jump around, then you are actually not learning from the expert's process for success. That's kind of like your version of success, right? So moving on to the second one, and the other one is actually around experience. Now, how do you validate a person's experience? Because, you know, everybody can say that they, they have experience um, to help you in an area that you need help. So we're going to use careers here because obviously I am a career coach. I used to work in the corporate world and careers like really that domain that I understand. So the second um, assessment criteria is, experience. Then the question you may wonder right now is that, okay, maybe everybody says they have experience, particularly on social media. Everybody writes a great story. So how can I actually validate that who, whose experience is real or, you know, what is the rara boosted experience that actually is not real and how, what can we do about it? So I think the first one that's very important and given that um, I'm very active on LinkedIn is definitely check out the person's LinkedIn profile. Now, of course, there will be that one or two percent of people who may lie on their LinkedIn profile, but I will say that generally speaking, right, um, LinkedIn is a pretty reliable source because not just it's not just the like profile, but if you're actually linking the company's name and actually putting in the uh, job titles that you have worked on, like for for my profile or another coach or mentor's profile, if if they are going to an, to an extent of like lying about the job title or like linking in the company that they've never worked in, like I don't even know what to say, right? But what I'm trying to say here is like probably, you know, more than 90% are pretty legit. So first thing, definitely make sure that you check out the coach or the mentors or rather the experts LinkedIn profile, regardless of where you find them on social media. Even if you see them on TikTok or like Instagram and everything, make sure that you open up LinkedIn. First, you should be able to find them on LinkedIn. If they are not on LinkedIn, how can they actually help you in your career when LinkedIn is like one of those um, more popular platforms for corporate professionals? So think about it. Like how, how can someone help you in your career if like they don't, they're not even embracing LinkedIn as a professional platform? So first, you should be able to find them. Number two, when you go to their profile, 
you should focus on their working experience. Now, I'm going to say in the context of careers in the 9 to 5 corporate world, because that's really like the domain. So when you go through the working experience, you should be very clear in terms of what is their job title? What kind of um, positions have they been working in? Like the roles and responsibilities, right? It's, and also the third one is probably the companies as well. So when you're looking at the job titles and the roles and responsibilities, the main thing that you're looking out for is how much detail is there. And because like something that has no details probably is not very legit. Like, like let's be honest, right? Like if you have actually done something like, your profile should be pretty comprehensive. Now, mine, had, mine is very long and I can probably kind of pull it out to the stream um, really quickly. But the point is that like, if the person has actually done something, I think you should be able to find more details on what the person has actually done in terms of, you know, the expert and so forth. So I'm going to show you a very quick example and hopefully we can kind of get to that. So just, just to kind of like further illustrate what I'm saying, so if you go to the person's, oops, hold on, wrong, wrong one. Okay, so if you go to the person's um, LinkedIn profile, you should be able to look at the working experience and then job title. Why the job title is very important, right? It's because if you are looking to advance in your corporate career, and this person, this guru, this you know, bombastic guru that you know, can say that can help you, have never actually been in any managerial position. They're never a director. They're never a head of department. They're, you know, no experience working with C-suite. Then I think you really need to ask yourself, like, can this person actually help you? Because if that person has never walked the path before, how sure are you that the person actually have the um, right, um, I would say, insights and experience to be able to actually support you? So I'm going to give the uh, LinkedIn portion another try and I think it's sort of working now. So if you're happy to be watching the live stream, I think that will help a lot. So what you want to do is make sure that you just go to the working experience portion and really try to look at, like I said, the title. And the second thing you also want to make sure, so the title is super important, right? Like for example, a lot of my clients come to me is because they like that I have been in senior leadership positions. So in terms of like the career ladder, I've kind of gone through the entire career ladder. So most of the time, my clients and students in my program, feels, they feel like I can understand them very quickly. That's because I have done the mess. So I do understand what you're saying. But the second thing you want to check out actually is to make sure that there is enough information on what this you know coach and expert has actually done because if there's no information then like how how are you going to validate that if any of these things are even true right then the third thing that you can also check out is for example some of these links so if you look at if you actually go to my linkedin profile you will notice that i have multiple links um, that's actually related to uh, my my senior positions in the corporate world before i became a career coach and um, actually, this is, the, this, um, this is the MD that I worked with in the past. So you should be able to find multiple interesting links um, basically as an evidence of the actual work experience or the success um, or the exposure or the scope of this you know, so-called guru or expert to give you a bit more of a confidence as to what's what. 
Now, the other way that you can also go about it, if you really want to validate experience, now experience could be, you know, the seniority in the corporate world, right, in terms of experience, or it can also be in terms of getting confidence that this expert actually has um, helped the, kind, the people, or rather help people in similar shoes as you, or rather people who have the same goals as you. So how can you check that? Now, testimonials is one of those um, really popular ways to check. But based on what I know nowadays, like a lot of testimonials can be faked as well. So if you go to a lot of people's um, website or, you know, whatever, wherever that people post testimonials, right? You may notice that a lot of testimonials actually does not have... Um, doesn't really list down the person's full name. Like for example, for me, if I go to a platform and I find testimonials, but the testimonials, like, okay, there are like some words that you know somebody can cook up or copy and paste. And then the name is like, first, I can't even find the full name. Now that's a problem, right? Because like, I, I can just say that, okay, Sarah thinks that mapping is great. It's like, but like really? So what I personally recommend, I'm not sure like, how many people actually do this, but this is something that I've been actually uh, actively building is, Again, that's what I'm saying. Like LinkedIn is such a powerful platform. It's because if you actually scroll down um, my LinkedIn profile, let's just use it as an example, right? And this, I'm just going to explain to you why I really love LinkedIn. Because if you just go, you scroll to the bottom of my profile like, and you actually look at the recommendation se section, you will notice that um, I've received 261 recommendations so far. Right, and obviously, obviously, it's more because I've not been actively asking for testimonials. But the 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 point is this: now, why I really, really love LinkedIn is because you can actually find, look at the full name of the person who dropped the recommendation. You can see the photo, and then you can read um, their experience. Now, why this is great is because, like I said, I have seen so many. Um, okay, I don't want to fully conclude that it's like fake testimonials, but I, it's testimonials that are can be faked. I think that's a better way to put it, like can be faked. So LinkedIn, like I say, is one of those powerful platforms. It's because it's so detailed and it actually really shows the actual person who dropped it. In fact, you can actually click on their profile and you, honestly, if you are... It's just really something you want to do. You can even go and send them messages and just say, hey, you know, I noticed that you worked with Mayping before. Like, what do you think of Mayping and blah, blah, blah. And it's actually so flexible because you can actually find this person. And like I said, most people on LinkedIn, at least based on my experience, most people do use like real profiles. So, and even if you go to their profile and you can also, you know, pretty much validate the validity of the, you know, the clients who have worked with me before and all those things. So I think it kind of gives you a bit of a two-way street rather than just, you know, accepting whatever that you just see on a certain website and so forth. And personally, I should really do a much better job of like translating all these to my website, which is um, kind of a work in progress. Um, I haven't really had time to do that. But, but anyway, the point is this. Testimonials for the sake of testimonials may not be very convincing. And if I think there are a lot of um, fake gurus who are actually churning out fake testimonials. And I've also seen many that you can actually hire a, a, like a testimonial writer. Basically, you pay like five bucks or something and then somebody write, writes like a really fancy testimonial for you on the website. So I've seen some people do that. But again, I think LinkedIn is still very powerful because um, most people, because you know a lot of these testimonials, like especially on LinkedIn, 
people wouldn't want to write it because like their name is tagged to it. So if you actually look at like these two testimonials, if you happen to be watching um, on screen right now, and these two clients are clients who have like worked with me for some time. And the fact that, you know, they are willing to put their name out there their professional reputation, really writing me a good recommendation of what they really enjoyed working with me, I think that that is like a really, really big value. And that's something that I personally really appreciate as well. So you just ask yourself, right, like if you're going to write a recommendation or a testimonial from a good experience working with a coach, a mentor or a guru, and, you know, if you're going to be able to, you know, you need to tag your name in there, then you also want to make sure that like, it's a really good experience. Otherwise, why would you lend your name, right? So just think about it because like it's a lot of times that these validations are like a two-way street. And I just thought it's really interesting to show it to you because I've been getting these questions recently and also something that is being asked as well. So I thought it's quite helpful. Now, the third P um, on in terms of like identifying fake guru versus uh, real experts as well as maybe helping you to choose um, who are the coach or mentors that can actually help you. The third B actually is personality. So personality at the end of the day, like, you know, you are a unique individual. I am a unique individual and every single coach um, has a very different style, has a different method, like the, maybe the way I speak, you may like that. You may feel comfortable, but some people, they're like, mm, yeah, I'm not sure. So at the end of the day, like personality is the third factor, which is to me the, the final determining factor on whether you feel comfortable with the person, uh, with the coach or mentor or not. Because if you do not feel comfortable, maybe the way I talk or like, you know, the way I present myself and the, you know, the things that I say, then if you choose to work with this, you know, guru or expert or whatever, you will probably not get the best results. And the reason is because you don't have the, um, the trust factor with whoever this guru or this expert is. And therefore, the third P, the third criteria should always be personality because you also want to make sure that you pick someone that you feel comfortable with. And for example, you like, maybe if, like, if you like the way that I'm um, explaining something or you feel like whatever I say makes sense, then then it also, it also helps me to feel like, hey, maybe you will be a, a good client for me or you will be a good student to take up my course because like I talk like this. So if you don't like the way that I talk, then like when you get into the course or you when you get into a coaching session, then it's going to be very awkward, right? Then it's like, it's not going to be helpful for the both of us. And therefore, because of these sort of like determination criteria, I will say that I'm, I'm still really, really thankful that all my clients and all my students who have worked with me so far and hopefully the people who will work with me in the future, they feel comfortable. And therefore, when they come into my programs and like coaching programs or like training programs, they already know my style and they are very comfortable in the way that I present something. And therefore, you actually absorb more, more information and you can actually absorb the learnings that I'm teaching and really feel comfortable and feel confident to go out there and execute based on the strategies, methods and steps that I teach. And I think this is really, really important. And therefore, I created the PEP, so process, especially process for success. And the success has to be that person must have already achieved the success that you want for yourself and walk the path. And therefore, you know that the process is from a proven roadmap or proven framework and not just some random theory that, you know, that was like from google.com. The second one is experience. And experience should be in the domain that you are interested in. Like, for example, if you are somebody who is you know, working in the 9 to 5 corporate world, you are climbing the corporate career ladder, then... I can help you because I've already walked that path. But if it's something else, then maybe not then. Then the third one, like I said, is personality. And I think that 
between the three, process, experience, and personality, I would say that the third one, personality, is what um, I guess traps a lot of people in the whole fake guru nonsense. And the reason is because I find that most fake gurus are actually very focused on selling personality, um, very focused on selling the rah-rah-rah and all those things. So I just want you to be clear that P-E-P, process, experience, and personality, not the other way around. Because the power of personality, the power of a likable person, if the person cannot, if the person doesn't really know the roadmap, doesn't know the strategies and the real steps, like a friendly guru is not going to be able to help you because there's more to career success than talking to someone who is actually very friendly and like someone that you really love, but the person cannot give you the real answer. And I think what for me personally differentiates a guru versus expert is the ability to problem solve. And what do I mean by the ability to problem solve? Now, for a fake guru, it's probably very easy to tell that, oh, rah, rah, everything can be done. But like, if you actually have a question, can this person, number one, does this person, can this person even understand your question? Because if like the person hasn't done it, right, then it's just theory and therefore your, your problem is not going to be very easily understood by this person, right? So the ability for this guru to first understand your problem, number two, potentially resonate with your problem, right? So if, you, if the person has sort of like walked through the path, you can probably get, get a better understanding of like your actual problem. And the third one is this guru's ability to come up with a solution for you. So the solution could be maybe based on past experiences or, you know, working together with you to come up with an action plan that you feel comfortable implementing. Now, these three things, right, um, you can't like magically solve a problem if you have never done it. And I think this is really the biggest, biggest, biggest problem that I see in the whole fake guru nonsense because it to me, right, all comes down to the Q&A session. And in, the, in a more detailed context, it would be like for me, it will be in a one-on-one -on -one coaching session, whether it's clients who work with me on long-term one-on-one or they are, they are actually using the one-on-one uh, -on -one free coaching call that actually comes with my online program right now at um, www.thecorporatesurvivor.co. So regardless, it has to be in a one-on-one -on -one context or rather maybe in live streams right now, but specifically in a one-on-one -on -one context, if you are raising a problem on your career and you realize that, hey, that expert, number one, doesn't understand what you're talking about, number two, seems to like jump to a different conclusion, and number three, cannot actually give you tangible steps on what, is, what are the next, next actions that you can take to solve your problem, that is probably a fake guru that's probably a fake guru because it is so not in integrity to teach something that you have not done before, right? It's not, it's like, don't teach what you have learned from, you know, I don't know, google.com, YouTube, TikTok, and don't teach what you have learned, teach what you have done. And if you haven't done anything, then you will not be able to problem solve because your understanding or rather, the, you know, these gurus understanding on the context of the problem is actually not deep enough to give you the solution. To actually understand, not just give you the solution, not just understand the context, give you the solution, but how do you customize it based on your personality? Because that's really the important part, right? So anyway, anyway, food for thought, because it's something that popped up a lot. And I hope that um, in today's live stream, I've sort of answered some questions around how you can do your own research when you come across, you know, different gurus on social media and then you're wondering that, hey, you know, 
is this legit? Is this not legit? And how can I do more research to make sure that, you know, if you're, for example, like if you're going to invest in yourself, and I think like, you know, investing in yourself, investing in your career is a good thing. But what is even more important is that person that you are choosing to invest your money in, you know, money with or whatever, like that person that you are choosing, the guru, the expert, the coach or the mentor, I think that person should be, um, it should give you enough value for you to feel like the investment in yourself is worth it, right? So I think it's not a matter of like you're investing in yourself or not, but it's a matter of like, that person that you're going to invest your money in to whether it's improving your life or improving your career, like whatever that this person is offering, it's a coaching program, it's a course, or it's a combination of whatever, like it has to be worth it. It has to really provide you value. And how can you confirm the value is PEP. Process, process for success, the actual experience and the ability to navigate and problem solve. And obviously, the little bit of the personality as well so that you can make sure that you are actually comfortable and you can kind of like absorb um, the lessons that are being taught also. So I want to end today's live stream with this one particular comment. And um, this is actually from one of the clients who started working with me this month. And I know that she um, sometimes kind of watches this live stream, but I'm not going to name her. But I'm just going to tell, tell you something that she mentioned to me at the end of our first um, coaching session together. So this was a first um, career consultation session. And towards the end of the session, obviously, you know, we, we had a really good session because um, I was helping her to structure her interview answers and so forth. And towards the end, uh, right before we end the session, um, uh, usually I will ask, right, you know, what are some of your takeaways from today's session and uh, what are you going to do after this and everything. And she said this one thing that I remembered and also partially inspired today's live stream. And she said, oh, Mei Ping, you know, um, before I reached out to you, I, I really wasn't sure because... Um, of whatever that you're charging and it's my first time engaging a career coach. I really didn't know what to expect and I also didn't know like how much is considered like valuable, you know, what's like value, value and how like, you know, um, what's expensive and what's cheap. And she said that, um, you know, she she's very happy that she booked the session and obviously now we are kind of working together long term. But one thing that I did tell her also is, to be honest, like, whatever price point that you are willing to invest in yourself, you know, it, whether it's like, I don't know, $50, $100, $200, $300, $500, or, you know, $1,000 or whatever the number is, right? At the end of the day, there is something for whatever price point that you are choosing for yourself. But you should have a clear realization that what you invest in is what you get. If you want to get something for $50, then that is the quality that you get for $50. And it's probably like a student or like a fresh graduate coach or mentor who's trying to teach you something. So you want to ask yourself whether are you at that level that is that actually helpful for you? Is that really where you think real value comes? Or versus something that's, I don't know, like $500 or maybe more. And you should also ask yourself, how, why do you think the, the expert can charge this amount? Is because there is a proven record for success and there is real experience and you're actually paying for real value because you are paying for actual solutions that can solve your problem. Now, obviously, you know, I'm not like sort of like generalizing this, but if I can put it in the context of, um, okay, let's talk about travel as the last example, right? Let's talk about a place where everybody wants to go. Maybe everybody wants to go to the Maldives. So let, let's say Maldives, right? Maldives is like one of the most beautiful places in the world. So let's say everybody wants to go to Maldives. So the best analogy I can give you is this. Looking, it's like, let's say you want to go to Maldives, right? If 
you are constantly looking for free content, meaning that you are going to Google, you're going to YouTube, you're going to, you know, I don't know, LinkedIn and all these free content, it's almost like you are choosing to walk there because it may be free, but what's not free is your time. You are investing time and it's, to me, it's like a, when I visualize it, it's almost like, hey, you say you want to go to Maldives, but then you are, you're starting to walk, right? To me, like that's free content because there's a lot of mess in free content and you may or may not know these things work or not and therefore your progress is going to be very slow. Then the second layer would be, you know, for you to, um, let's say, sign up for these all these like random challenges and workshops, like, you know, the one hour webinar here, you know, you know one hour you know, soft skills workshop and a one hour Toastmasters, all these little like random things in which you are self-diagnosing to try to solve your problem. To me, that is almost like taking a bus. Right, so you're starting to take on take a bus, but the bus can't go the full full way, right? So therefore, you are hopping from like one workshop and like one um course, you know, that all these like little you know workshops from one another. It's almost like taking a bus, but then you have to keep changing a different bus, and therefore, it's like yeah, you're kind of probably going in the same direction, but you're probably gonna waste a lot of time because after jumping from one bus to the other, you're gonna waste a lot of time trying to piece everything together. It's like okay, what is the map and like which bus goes first and stuff like that. Like that's kind of how I visualize it. So the third one it would be something that's a lot faster, and that's probably like a um consolidated course. So that's kind of like how my course is designed, and to me that is almost like um you're taking a plane. Right, because it's a lot faster and it's a lot more precise because the the route is already designed, right? And when you take a plane, you're not gonna do a lot of pit stops. Like it's literally like one flight, direct flight most of the time, or it's some it's like a like a one time transit, maximum two, because the outline, the roadmap, and the framework has already been designed, and therefore what you gain is speed. What you gain is speed using the proven process, but the only catch is this, you actually have to implement. It's, it's like, you can't go to the airport and then don't board the plane and still expect results. Like, you're not, not, you're not going to get anywhere. Okay? So, to me, that's like, if you, uh, if you invest in a course that kind of like, is that overarching, like covers every single area, like from corporate mindset to skill set to visibility strategy to helping you make more money, then to me, it's like an end-to-end. -end. So, it's like taking a plane. Now, there is a fourth one. And the fourth one is what I call... It's like taking a private jet. Now, commercial planes, we all know, right? You're taking a plane, it's very fast. But what is more exclusive and what probably can get you a little bit faster, more personalized, to me, is a combination of course plus one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. Because obviously, first, it's like you're still flying on the plane, right? You need the plane. Like, you need the roadmap, you need the framework, you need the process. But why the one-on-one -on -one sessions will be almost like a private jet experience is because, um, yeah, at least you have someone who will better understand your problem and kind of like be able to pinpoint and all these other things. So think about it. Think about it when you are thinking about trying to actually improve your career, you know, choosing who to listen to and really want to fast track your progress. And I hope that you think about this analogy that I've just told you, which is the difference between walking with free content, taking a bus with all these random workshops, or taking a plane with a proven system in a full-blown course, or taking that final next step, that the bit that is more exclusive, which is flying in a private jet and doing the course together with one-on-one -on -one coaching support at the same time. So I hope that this um, 
live stream kind of gives you a bit more perspective on what's what. And I also wish you all the best in your career. And if you find want to find more find out more information on um the programs that I was talking about, you can always go to www.thecorporatesurvivor.co. And for those of you who want to know what is my personal um six-step strategy to plan your and grow your career in the corporate world, you can go to this free training at www.growyourcorporatecareer.com. So these are the actual six steps that I cover that every single person, whether you, as long as you're working in a nine to five corporate job, you will go through these six steps. You can always go to www.growyourcorporatecareer.com. And for those of you who've been asking about the, um, the proven framework on basically what I have learned in the so many years in, corp, in, my, in the corporate world and also what my, I teach my clients in one-on-one, and that's now in the program that's like way more valuable. You can always go to www.thecorporatesurvivor.co. So with that, I will see you in tomorrow's live stream. And tomorrow's live stream is actually going to be the last one to wrap up my 30-day career live stream. So hope to see you tomorrow at 9 o'clock Malaysia, Singapore, Hong Kong time. And in the meantime, I wish you all the best in your career. Bye.